welcome back to another amazing episode on Talks with Raj. We are on fire. Um, and on that on that note, we have a very a very unique topic that was one of the requests from some of the uh, listeners, which is let's talk about entrepreneurship, right? And um, what we want to do today is we want to talk about entrepreneurship in fintech and a bit on AI with a master itself uh, all the way from UK. Uh, I want to invite you guys, Andrea, to the Talks with Raj podcast. I think one of the questions that um, I wanted to take a, um, a switch gear, um, Andrea, is from your entrepreneurship background, right? Um, if someone were to start something from scratch and they're interested in this fintech or AI domain, what would you say like to go on a board that does and don'ts from, from if you were to give a cheat sheet or something for you to watch out for? Um, sorry, Raj, what, what do you mean exactly? As in, uh... Uh, to start a startup in, the, in that realm. In fintech or in yes, AI? Yes, uh, maybe we can separate them out. Oh, okay. Um, well, thing is, regardless of the industry, <laughs> there is a step number one: uh, realizing whether you are tailored to be an entrepreneur or not. Okay. Uh, and understanding that you have to put the work. Uh, again, funnily enough, having was having this conversation literally over the weekend with a friend. Um, I was like, well, you know, like be, being an entrepreneur is not just like coming up and be like, hey, I have this idea. I want to, you know, build this business. Uh, I'm going to, you know, delegate everything because I am the CEO, you know, like it doesn't right. do that. Um, you know, you get few people, quite a lot, that think like that, especially those that transition from a corporate world into a, or, you know, an employed work into, into entrepreneurship, which is a lot. No one is right. born entrepreneur, right? Uh, we all need to eat. So, what people like to understand is that, yeah, work smarter, not harder, and that's fine. It's also why you can leverage AI, but you really need to put the work, especially at the beginning, because otherwise your your idea is never going to take off. It's never going to have the shape that you want. If they say, you know, your business is your baby, there must be a reason, right? And it's not me saying it. It's like literally everyone. And if you have a, chi a child or, you know, you can imagine having a child, what would you do? Would you make a baby, you just give it to the nursery or to the babysitter or to the grandparents every day? Or you actually spend time with them, invest in them, nurture them? Yeah, sometimes you have to because, you know, you can't do everything. But, you know, like the core is you, you grow it. And it's the same with the business. Like literally at the beginning, you have to put the work, you have to put the hours, you have to put the planning so that when someone else comes in, you have built already a good base and then you're going to be able to delegate. And that's number one. Then we can get into the industry specific where, you know, whether it's AI or <clears throat> fintech, I think, you know, you always need two things, which is a business background and a technical background. Again, recent example, two people that are in my network, uh, two of my okay. students actually, came to me with this idea of building like this, you know, super banging software for consultancy and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The niche is there and right. I know I'm building it. So like, I was like, well, yeah, fair enough. I see the opportunity. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to capture it already. Uh, but hey, let's talk. And they had both a business background, absolutely no technical knowledge, not even a CTO. I'm like, you want to you wanna build a tech business without having a tech component and without essentially looking for a CTO without budget to pay him or them or her, like whatever is that. Like, again, people set unrealistic goals. 
people think that you know they can all be Mark Zuckerberg just because they have an idea. They watch too many movies. You know, like entrepreneurship is hard. It's it's literally hard and thinking and planning and and there is no a, a grasp. Which is why, you know, when you said in <clears throat> the beginning having having you know realistic expectations, I think you know a lot of people have realistic expectations. Which is why then that you know their idea never takes off. But other than giving you the green picture, um, I think you know in fintech um, for sure it's very easy to start a business these days because everything is white labeled. Technology is available; right. it's cheap. So literally, you want if you want to open the Raj Bank, trust me, you can do it tomorrow by yourself. Yeah. You need people. Um, question is: Are you just gonna be another of those, or how do you achieve um, a target and a focus where you know there is a specific market? storytelling um a specific niche that is not being addressed right there is a startup um that i have in my pool and you know like they do payments yeah they do but they do payments specific for schools like primary schools because they realize right. that there is a niche there in a gap where you know the payments that go from parents to school are actually inefficient uh can be automated actually can help the government as well like you see like the technology is the same it's still fintech but it's an right. area. And when they proposed to me, I was like, oh, I didn't think about it, right? And, you know, I, it, it's there. It's something it's something that is very, that is very obvious if you think about it. So <clears throat> this is this would be my 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 um, advice on fintech, really. Just basically find your niche, right? Rather than going all in. And then for an, from an AI perspective, I think, again, it's very much more technical, uh, I guess, because, uh, you know, it's if you understand the technology, you understand that, you know, the startup costs of AI are actually, you know, quite high if you want to do it properly. You need, you know, data models, developers, unless right. it's off the shelf. But the problem with that becomes, again, if you're more of a business person than a tech person, first of all, you need a thorough understanding of the technology, what it can, what it can't do. And that's number one. And then number two, how do you find something that is very specific? Like, you know, you want to build an AI tool to generate, I don't know, pictures, let's say, something like that. Right. I find there is plenty already. Like, how, how are you going to cater the proposal, the USP, in a way that is unique to you? Because uniqueness is the real challenge these days in, in every single, uh, in every single um, area. If you go back historically, right, in, again, 15 years ago, because we were all like much younger, the internet wasn't where it is right now, um, and and you know technology was a challenge fifteen years ago because the the most of the businesses they had a technological advancement and an application to to, to the real world, but these days we're not there anymore. Everything is white label, everything is automated. So the real challenge is how do you cater for a specific niche and only get that slice of the market? Maybe then afterwards you can get the cake. Right. I think I think one I agreed on all and seconding that I think one thing that I really felt uh, that I want to that I felt really resonate is the part where you say you need to find the gap, right? And I think it's I think in my I think the word I'm thinking is like what are you trying to solve for? What is the value you're providing, right? You create value when you solve something, but if and then I think if you were to further extend it, then you can say like, is it worth solving? That's also another problem, right? Okay, yeah, it's, it's it, we need to solve something, but is it worth solving? Is people is it something we need to prioritize right now? Is it where the demand is, right? You, you know, on, it goes two ways because one thing is what you're saying, which is correct. And I agree. Like, don't look, like, you know, they say, for example, a blockchain, yeah? Blockchain is a solution looking for a problem. Uh, I agree and disagree. 
Depends. Okay. Are we the same? It's, it's a common. It's a common thing. Um, but with the same thing in mind, right? Um, one thing that usually, and I'm not someone that generally quotes like famous people, but okay. one thing that Steve Jobs said was, you know, uh, because the customer doesn't know they want it yet. Right. Right. Okay. It's kind of true because that's that's the point, right? It's find that that point, sweet spot where the customer actually doesn't know they want it yet because it might be wanted, but it doesn't get extremized of to to the extent of a solution looking necessarily for a problem because if the problem is not there or if the problem is there but it's bearable, like it's bearable, you know, no one cares. Um, and I think that's the you know the real sweet spot of right. I mean, once you get it, I think um, I I, I want to end. Um, if I were to, you know, conclude that 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 the interesting discussion we just had, right? You just want to get it right once, and yeah. you know what I mean. It take a, it takes gonna take like a million times, but if you get it right one and you find the sweet spot, yeah. Again, even there, uh, going back to your entrepreneurship question, uh, you know, we all read books and watch movies uh, of people that you know that, that there is usually the guy, the struggle. And then the, there is the fast reel with the music that pumps you up and it happens right, like, and then it changes it like everything is happening all together, you know, it charges you a lot. But in reality, like it doesn't work like that at all. Like in right. reality, it, there is so much struggle, even when you get to that point, yeah? And maybe it does happen, everything straightforward and, you know, one after the other. One of my very, very good friends uh, and founder in business, again, still, because of course, being a friend, I believe in him. Like he got in the last three years from zero to a 65 million plus valuation with a solution okay. is for um uh for shops and Spotify, Shopify and stuff, you know, on that specific e-commerce space. Okay. Uh, and everything happened quite linear now, but how much did he have to try and pivot and again and again and again before getting to that? Or how many times you see businesses that now are like super successful? But there, there. I don't know if you ever, if you ever seen that picture. How is the startup journey? And he goes like, right. no, basically like this. So that's again going going realistic. Startup is something that you have to live literally one day, one day after the other, and it really is about the journey. Like it's not, it's not about the destination because the destination is gonna drive you insane if you focus on that. I think that's a that's a good takeaway. Like you know. If the destination is not what you want to focus on entrepreneurship, but like as you learn, as you build, as you reinvent, and then you learn a bit again and you try again, and the tenacity. It is about a vision. That's why, you know, they, again, I always make the reference to movies and stuff because that's what creates the common um, image of this space, really. It's always about a vision. Like one thing for sure, successful entrepreneurs had in common, and it was literally having a vision seeing something of course that you know the others couldn't see or at least seeing from that lens which you know it makes sense but second being great salespeople, like think about everyone you know the most successful people out there eventually like they, they're salesmen they are they are salesmen because they sell an idea to people they sell a vision and at the end of the day they don't just sell a product because they sell a product to you but then they sell a whole vision and then they sell the vision to their employees and then they sell the vision to their investors. They always speak, they say a CEO is always pitching, <clears throat> which I can tell you as a CEO, it's true. And I don't even I don't even have a product business. I mean, I have multiple products that we build in our venture studio, but, but my business is my venture studio. 
my mentor cut right and still i am always pitching whenever i go talk to people because you never know might be a founder might be an investor might be someone there is a partnership right you're always pitching no matter no matter what and so you are actually always selling even if you don't you know you don't write head of sales of my own business <clears throat> but realistically you are and that's the other thing that i would put on the list at the beginning you know what, what how people should um should should get into entrepreneurship you have a plenty of technical founders they're very technical very good and they can build stuff <clears throat> but then they're terrible at people management at uh you know they can't pitch and if you're not able to convey a message and an idea no one's going to give you the money no one's going to buy your product so yeah i think that that's um i i know i definitely don't want to quote anyone but i do remember that um steve Jobs basically was good in marketing not actually the product and it sold it sold well right the vision and, and the concept exactly exactly and that's 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 it really that's it i think that that's a good summary um andrea and i want to take it home because i know you are actually working on a book would be, would be i think it would be great for us to hear what is it about is it out? Oh, what's coming out and i think it'd be good for us to um uh, have a good plug-in and end our podcast on that amazing no say absolutely thank you for that um so uh, the book has been published the first one um in june happy to share the link um yes please do um, is on Amazon. Um, it, it's a book that essentially fits that gap um, in how do we educate people on the, that are non-technical into something technical. So okay. data, data strategy, a bit of AI. Is the I have to be honest, it's the first of a series. So I'm I'm already writing the second one. Um, that focuses more on artificial intelligence infrastructure, like actually, you know, what you asked me before, essentially, how do I apply AI to my daily job so that I can start a startup with uh, zero, you know, effort, right. actually. <clears throat> so that's part two. Part one focuses very much on, you know, the world of data, the importance of data, how we can use and leverage data and how we should think about data in a way that is productive to us. Because most of the businesses these days are, tech, uh, everything is data-based. We live in the world of big data and AI wouldn't exist if there wasn't big data. So essentially, it's like you want to become a great chef yeah, and you want to cook the best dish, but you have to understand the ingredients. Otherwise, you can't put on the recipe. I think AI is the recipe. The applications are nice dishes, but if you don't understand how to source the ingredients, your food is always going to be really bad, you know, and it doesn't matter. So the book, it is, a, it is it is not like a massive book, which, by the way, funny enough, I have one, one of the right. with me, sorry, the, the virtual background doesn't really, okay. uh, doesn't really allow. Uh, it's not, it's not like that big, to be honest with you. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a pleasurable uh, reading, very practical, very real, like it's not something, you know, that it's boring, theoretical. Uh, and takes you from A to Z on what you should know so that then you can go out there and apply this knowledge to be your next business. And then hopefully, you know, you like the first one, you're going to follow me and then the rest of the chain is going to is gonna give you more context. But definitely I want to, I enjoyed very much writing it and I I definitely want to, wanna, you know, create kind of a collection so that I can help uh, people jumping into the bandwagon. I think that's that's very helpful. I'm pretty sure we will be we'll be learning a lot from that. I'll drop the link on it as well, Andrea. And overall, um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been a very good conversation on breaking some of the myths, I would say, on on the reality versus fantasy. So your your thoughts in, was very helpful. And have a good one, Andrea. Thanks again.
Thank you very much, Raj. Have a good day. And uh, all, all our listeners have a good day too. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.